What's up, Coming Close fam? My name is Celeste, and I am the host of the Coming Close podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We are so pumped. It's March. Here in Texas, the weather has been glorious, you guys. 80 degrees and sunny with a slight breeze. Perfection. Literally perfection. If you don't already, we encourage you to follow us on Instagram at comingclose underscore. There, you can stay up to date with content, encouragement, and the launch of our next episode. With all that being said, we're ready to dive in. We're going to be talking about true trust. If you were to define trust, it is firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. Do you have people you can trust? Do people trust you? Trust is necessary in so many areas of our lives. Here are just a few. You see, we have to have trust within our relationships, trust within our jobs, trust within our government, trust with our doctors, trust in the stores, trust with our banks. These are just a few areas we have to trust in. When I think of trust, I think of taking someone at their word. If you are anything like me, I am very gullible, you guys. (laughs) I tend to take things very literally, which can be a good and bad thing. For me, if you say something, I take it at face value. I believe it and run with it. For example, my dad growing up always told me you can do anything you put your mind to. In my six-year-old little mind, I believed him. I trusted that statement and one time I even tried to fly from a swing set to a picnic table. It was actually a slide. I climbed to the top and thought I was going to jump, let my little wings soar, and land on top of the picnic table. Well, you guys, I ended up breaking my arm. But the point of the story is I trusted. I took my dad at his word. In the process, obviously I broke my arm. Me trusting my dad and hurting myself didn't make him a bad guy or untrustworthy. However, it did teach me that within parameters, you can do whatever you put your mind to. You see, I trusted him. I took my dad at his word. When someone compliments you, do you believe them? or do you question it? Or when someone says they are there for you, do you believe it or do you second guess or replay all the times someone wasn't? Do you trust that God will work everything out when you can't make ends meet? Or maybe you have a quarter of a tank of gas and you're not sure how you're gonna make it the whole week until you get paid. When it comes to trust, you may be saying, well, because of this or that, I have a hard time trusting people. However, we can't stay a victim of not trusting people because of these things. We have to make a choice to truly trust. We can be the obstacle in our own way when we allow the past to determine our future. So we defined trust according to Google. Let's define trust according to God's word. We see trust in both the Old and New Testament. If you have your Bible, I want you to turn to Exodus 14.31. Exodus 14 31 and it says and when the Israelites saw the mighty hand of the Lord displayed against the Egyptians the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him and in Moses his servant Psalms 26 through 8 now this I know the Lord gives victory to his anointed he answers him from his heavenly sanctuary with the victorious power of his right hand some trust in chariots and some in horses but we trust in the name of the Lord 
Lord our God. They are brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand firm. Another verse is Psalms 28, 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy with my song, I praise him. That was Psalms 28, 7. Another verse is Psalms 37, 3 through 5. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. Another verse is Psalms 119, 41 through 43. May your unfailing love come to me, Lord, your salvation, according to your promise. Then I can answer anyone who taunts me, for I trust in your word. Never take your word of truth from my mouth, for I have put my hope in your laws. Another verse is Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And lastly, Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, there are so many verses in the Bible, like I said, in the Old and New Testament that teach us and tell us about trust, trusting the Lord and what that looks like and how we can do that. And these were just a few, but there are also multiple stories of people who trusted God in the Bible. And I want to talk about a few of those as well. So the first one we're going to talk about is Moses. Moses led the Israelites to the promised land. God made a way for the Israelites to cross the Red Sea. It says in Exodus 14, 21 through 22, then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided and the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, the waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. You see, the people of Israel had to trust the Lord that when they were going to the promised land that God was going to make a way because the Egyptians were following behind them. And so Moses, he chose to trust the Lord. The Israelites, that he cho- they chose to trust the servant of the Lord, Moses, but also that the Lord was going to make a way once they reached the Red Sea. A couple other people we're going to talk about are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These three young men, they were faced with the obstacle of choosing God God or false gods? Were they going to praise and worship these gods that King Nebuchadnezzar said they had to or were they going to praise the one and only God? And it says in Daniel 3.25, he said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire unbound and unharmed and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. You may be asking, whoa, 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 backup Celeste, how did they get in a fire? Well, because they chose to not worship these idol gods, the this gold statue the king king nebuchadnezzar was like if you don't worship this god i'm gonna throw you into the fiery furnace and they were like no matter what we're we still trust we still trust god he he'll make a way and so they got thrown into the fiery furnace and god protected them they came out not even smelling like smoke you guys like what let me tell you that's that's trust <laughs> And then last but not least, this story, the woman with the issue of blood, this is in the New Testament in Mark 5. And this woman, she trusted that Jesus could heal her against all 
odds, she reached through the crowd to just touch the hem of Jesus's garment. When I say against all odds, this woman was looked at as an outcast to people. Like she was unclean because she was diseased um, and had dealt with this issue of blood, bleeding for years. But in Mark 5, 34, it says, and he said to her, Jesus, this is Jesus speaking. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. You see, she was like, at all costs, I have to touch Jesus. Like, she didn't even want to have a face-to-face -face conversation with him. Maybe not that she didn't, but she trusted that even if she could just touch a piece of his garment, that who he was, the healing power that he had would touch her. Her. And because she trusted in him, God said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. You see, these are just a few stories and scriptures about trusting the Lord. But can I tell you, friends, it's worth it. Don't think because these stories happened 2000 plus years ago that Jesus is not worth trusting today. A few years ago, I remember the Lord asking me to give a certain amount of money for tithe and offering. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't make a lot of money at all. <laughs> I was like, okay, Lord, I trust you. And I remember thinking, how am I going to make it? But I knew I had to obey. You see, obedience is a sign of trust. When you trust someone, you're willing to obey or listen to what they ask of you. So I made up in my mind that I was going to give the amount the Lord asked me to. I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell my friends. It was a personal commitment I made to the Lord. I kid you not, the very next day, my mom calls me and says, your dad and I want to start sewing financially into you in the ministry you are doing. And when I tell you the exact dollar amount they wanted to sew into me was the exact dollar amount God asked me to commit to giving every paycheck. Now you could argue with me, well, it wasn't the exact amount you were giving and getting, but when I tell you in that season, I always had what I needed and more. Jesus honored my obedience and trust. I'm not saying that every time you trust God with your finances, he's going to bless you with that same exact amount of money, but watch your gas tank keep you afloat longer than you expected, or your groceries last longer than you expected, or someone picks up your bill. God deserves our trust. So what are some ways or areas you can start trusting God today? Let's talk about it. The first one is trust him with your needs and wants. What are things you are needing or wanting? Remember things that are morally sound. It's, it's not, I want to do this crazy thing or while out. Like, no, what are things that are morally sound? One, example is maybe you are wanting a vehicle. Begin asking and praying and then take practical steps. Maybe that looks like working more hours at your job or saving your money. Ask the Lord specifics to connect you with the right people like a dealership that you would find a car that suits your needs and desires, etc. So trust him with your needs and wants. The Lord wants to honor those things and as we trust him, he will. The second area that we can trust him in is our relationships. Jesus Jesus wants us to have good relationships. We were made to be in relationship with people. Jesus has good friends for you. Jesus wants you to have family reconciliation. And so my encouragement is to start by reaching out to friends that are following Jesus or make time with your friends that are strong in their faith. Begin to do life with them or maybe with your family, reach out over a text message or a letter, sharing your heart toward them or even Jesus's heart toward them.
support them. They are loved, needed, valued. And then with your coworkers, talk in love, be kind, ask Jesus to move in your workplace, maybe a specific area in someone's life. Ask the Lord to move in your relationships, that he would highlight the right people and help you see your family, friends, and even coworkers the way he does. We can trust him with our relationships. The third area that we're going to talk about trusting God in is trusting him with your purpose. We all have dreams, desires, things we want to do with our life, or maybe you aren't so sure. Trust that Jesus has a purpose for your life and that it is good. Ask Jesus to start revealing or showing you your purpose. Things you are passionate about, ask him to show you why. Intentionally stay close to him by reading the Bible, getting connected to the right church, spend time worshiping him and praying. Trust that the Lord has a good purpose for you. Trust him with your purpose. I want you to imagine yourself holding a magnifying glass up to each day. If you can, close your eyes and imagine you holding up a magnifying glass. Maybe you're outside or you're inside or you're at work. Hold up a magnifying glass. You look at your day through the magnifying glass, the things that seem insignificant or little become big. Each day, pull out your imaginary magnifying glass and search for the good things God is doing in your life. You woke up, you can breathe, you have a roof over your head, you have food, you're able to go to school and learn, you have family, friends, or a job. This doesn't mean all these areas are perfect, but choose to see God's goodness in the little areas of your life. If you have your eyes closed, you can open them back up. So, trust doesn't have to be a big leap. You see, if we're going back to Moses in the Bible, Moses didn't start out by parting the Red Sea. He started out by communing with the Lord, trusting that the Lord, that God wanted to meet with him. And then, the next area was... Moses stuttered and felt as though he wasn't able to speak. And God told Moses, don't you have a brother Aaron who is good with his words? So you see, Moses didn't just start out by going out and parting the Red Sea. He started with trusting that God wanted to meet him on a mountaintop. He trusted that God was going to give him the right words, even if it was through partnering with his brother to know what to say and how to say it. I think we put pressure on ourselves to make this big act of trust when And trust is a little step after little step. And soon, when you look back, you will see how your trust has grown. Trust is important to Jesus. If we are going to go where he is calling us, it will require true trust. He is good and worthy of it. We hope your head and heart are encouraged. Jesus is worth trusting. Fam, let's keep coming in close. We love you and we will chat soon. If you haven't already, subscribe to Come In Close on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to get notifications about the launch of our next episode.